2: And now,
0: the host of the longest-running fight show in history.
3: What are you doing? I'm starting a fight. He's going to finish it
0: for me. Ladies and gentlemen, Pedro Fernandez.
4: Dames y campioneros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide Check-It. We're talking mixed martial arts and boxing for two hours on Sports Byline. Yes, the man was correct. My name is Pedro Fernandez. I am the reigning, the defending, the undisputed heavyweight champion of the radio airways, having defended that title off for better than 32 years. And so straight up today, we're talking HBO. How about the Silomachenko folks? Wow. Is he the real deal at 130 or what? Or what? Of course, he uh, went 396 and won as an amateur, and the one fight he lost, he event. So eventually, essentially, he's a perfect fighter. So we'll talk about him, of course, and his win last night on HBO. And then we'll talk about some fights in the upcoming future. I'm talking about boxing-wise. Earl Spence, of course, and wow, he's going to throw down when he goes across the pond. We have open phone lines around the, around the planet. 1-800-878-PLAY. That's one eight hundred eight seven eight seven five 878 Of course, when he takes on Kell Brook, Kell Brook and... Earl Spence hooking it up. Earl Spence now unbeaten, 21-0. and Kell Brook, 36-1. Something's got to give there. Two great welterweights going to go battle. of course. Klitschko and Anthony Joshua talk about that as well. In the world of mixed martial arts, hmm, USC 210 in the rearview mirror. Was there a whole lot to glean from that? We'll talk about that in depth. Of course, the main event, not so controversial, but guess what? The semi-main event, very controversial in the way it ended, and unfortunately— it looks like the end of a career for Chris Weidman, the former world middleweight champion out of upstate New York. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide. Hit us up on our text line, 415 275 1613. That's 415 275 1613. You are tuned to Ring Talk live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 203 and the American Forces Network. This is Ring Talk on Sports Byline.
5: My joints used to kill me.
8: You know, I'm just excited, uh, just excited to be back. I wish we could do a fight every night. You know me, Pedro.
0: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Yeah. Whoa, it's going to be good.
4: That was a late, great Nick Charles, who will be here in depth at about 40 minutes past hour, 40, that's right, Nick Charles, the late, great Nick Charles, of course, CNN fame, boxing after dark, he was the original sports guy in CNN, of course, with Fred Hickman, I mean, that was they were the originally cable team, they were the first guys to ever do really a, a sports show on cable TV, they were the two guys, the originators, but well, guess what, we'll bring uh, Nick Charles back, of course, he died in June of, uh, June of 2011, the age of 64, after cancer, but the interview we'll play with him today was after a successful run of cancer treatments, and we were of the opinion that cancer had fled his body. But he came back, and it, it knocked him out the second time around. But Nick Charles unplugged at 40 minutes past the hour. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide on sports And once again, the text line here, 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. Of course, Boxy's known for his controversy. But last night, wow, big-time controversy in the USC, USC 210 going down. And uh, upstate New York, of course, Chris Weidman was a guy. He was a hometown guy, and he fought in the semi-main event. And he, um, he's punch drunk. And we'll talk about that in depth. And that's my opinion in hour number two. Of course, I watched Weidman from his infancy, from the days when he was a NCAA wrestler, of course, to his beating Mark Munoz in that big upset down there in San Jose a few years ago and capturing the world middleweight championship by beating Anderson Silva, another fight in which I predicted. But I'm telling you, I'm predicting that Chris Weidman is done. Stick a fork in him. So we'll talk about that in depth. In hour number two. Now, Saturday night, HBO Championship Boxing, of course, doing something from Maryland at a new NGM resort in Maryland. Of course, the Ukrainians were on top and the Ukrainians won. I'm talking about Vasyl Manchenko. Yes, is he the real deal? Hmm. You gotta believe he is, folks. Only eight and one, six KO's a two-time world amateur champion, 396 and one as an amateur. Of course, Avenged at one loss, but man, 396 guys, even if you fought your mother. 396 times, mom might land a lucky punch, or one would think, right? Well, no, no, not in this guy's case. He's an incredible fighter. We'll see what happens as far as his future is concerned. Of course, the only fight he lost, (laughs) he got suckered into a Tijuana street fight with uh, Orlando Salido. Salido came in overweight for a 126-pound title fight, and then by the time he got in the ring, he was like 143, 144 pounds, so he was so big, he was like a welterweight, and he just threw Lemonchenko around like a rag doll, even, even though uh, I thought that Lomachenko came by short by a point or two There's Some thought that Lomachenko won. So uh, technically, he could still be the perfect fighter unbeaten. But he is, pound for pound, one of the better fighters in the world. Last night, taking out New Jersey's Jason Sosa in the uh, ninth round, 20-2 and two now. Sosa, four draws and 15 KOs. That was for the WBO World Boxing Organization 130-pound championship. Now, on the same card, man, this guy is a monster. They tell me he's a monster. And I told you before, he's supposed to be like, the best fighter in Europe. He, yeah, well, he's the WBO Cruiserweight Champion. I mean, he is, he looks like he's a real deal. Olek the Nail, nail well, let will go to the light heavyweight title first. Uh, a light heavyweight title first. And the co-feature undefeated Ukrainian light heavyweight Oleg the Nail uh, Gavokok retained his NBA NABF light heavyweight title won the vacant WNABO title with a crushing third round victory over the monster Yoninsky Gonzalez of Miami. Well, he wasn't that much of a monster, was he? Straight up Pretty good broadcast as far as HBO's concerned. And as, as I said earlier, the best writer in Europe, Alec Yusek, 12-0 now. 10K has retained his belt. The WBO Cruiserweight title, 200 pounds, with an exciting 12-round unanimous points win over Mike Hunter of Las Vegas. Hmm, Mike Hunter sounds like Mike the Bounty Hunter. Remember I told you about him we went to Vegas? No, we were in China. We are in China with, with Mike the Bounty Hunter, and he threw his knee out. Was he the guy that he threw his knee out? He threw some stuff. Mike the Bounty Hunter was a bit bizarre. I just have to say that... To say the least, he was a bit bizarre, but he was a character we around. I remember doing some television fights of his down in um, Irvine, California for Don Frazier back in the day, back in the late 1980s. And that was an event, no doubt about it. Anytime the bounty hunter showed up, it was exciting. Now, we're talking about the world of boxing. Of course, mixed martial arts will be at hour number two. But right now, pound for pound, we're looking at some of these great fights coming up. I'm talking about Earl Spence. Man, Earl Spence looks like the real deal. 21-0, left-hander. Good power, decent power, a classic boxer. I mean, the guy's got the guy's got the skills. He's got the will, and he's got a little bit of a. Um Little bit, little, 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 little bit of meanness to him. You got to have a little bit of meanness to you. You know, take now, take Bud Crawford, Terrence Crawford, the WE 140 pound champion. He's got a lot of meanness in him, but I'm telling you, I think that Earl Spence has got enough meanness in him, and Kel Brook is looking to redeem himself. This is going to be a fantastic event, of course. It's going to happen over in Sheffield, the UK. But 21 0 is Spence, and Brook is 36 1, losing that only fight. In a match he took with world middleweight champion, Gennady Golovkin, which was like a suicide match. You knew he wasn't going to win it. Moving up 13 pounds, taking on the best fighter pound for pound in the world. Speaking of the best fighter pound for pound in the world, people are really knocking Golovkin off that that win he had a couple of weeks ago over Danny Jacobs. Um, I really did. It was a close fight. And originally I thought that Jacobs might have pulled it off, I guess because I was listening to the television cheerleaders, which I should not do. And not concentrating on the fight. So when I went back and concentrated on the fight and scored uh, with the sound off, I had it 115, 113 for Golovkin. I mean, Golovkin threw the through the uh, greater amount of punches. He landed the greater, the heavier blows. He landed more blows. It, you know, it's one of those things where I think Jacobs did well in that. You know, he got up off the deck. But outside of getting him off the deck and fighting bravely, per se. He didn't win enough rounds to take away the fight at the end. After 12 rounds, remember, a 12-round fight is really 12 little fights. I keep breaking this down to you week after week, but that's what it's about: 12 three-minute fights. Who wins the majority of those three-minute fights, uh, with the exception of knockdowns being advantaged being included for extra points? But who wins the advan- The majority of those 12 rounds, outside of an even round here and there, wins the fight. That's the way it should be. Straight up, we're looking at Spence, and of course. Brook, I would think that Brooke would be mm, a slight favor because of the experience factor. The fact I think he's got better hands and just a little bit better skills. I just like the way he moves better than, I, than, he does, than Earl Spence. Earl Spence, to me, in 21 fights, I haven't seen him in against real good world class competition. I think we'll see that against Kel Brook, no doubt about that. And of course, the 29th, man, this is the fight of fights. I'm talking about for the heavyweight championship of a couple of sanctioning bodies. You know what I'm talking about. The Anthony Joshua, the IBF title holder, taking on the former WBO champion, the world champion, this 1996 Olympic gold medal. That's right. Vladimir Klitschko, 64-4, and four, taking on Anthony Joshua, 18 and zip, 18 knockouts. Wow, what's going to happen? Well, I was p- predicting that Joshua would, like, roll over everybody. And then I started studying some more tape of Joshua, especially his last couple of fights. He just looked so clumsy. He looked clumsy to me. I'm looking at his feet. I'm not looking at his, um, his hands. Or, or or anything above his waist. I'm so only looking at his feet and his legs. And he looked clumsy to me. And I think if he's clumsy, that Vladimir Klitschko will turn into a boxer and try to dance around him and box him all night and work the jab in this net. And, and Klitschko can do that and get uh, Anthony Joshua to lunge and to uh, come at him in, in, in ways that'll open himself up. That'll be Klitschko's way to win, possibly by stoppage. We don't know if Joshua can take it. That's why we say, possibly. Because remember, anytime. Anybody gets hit on the chin. Something can happen. Something can happen, especially when a guy over 200 pounds hits you on the chin. Okay, something really is going to happen. In fact, you really got to marvel some of those guys, those guys that took those shots back in the days with those small boxing gloves. Joe Lewis and those guys. Oh, my God. Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier, George Foreman. Man, small little gloves, big-time guys. Now they're wearing like 10- or 12-ounce gloves. So it's not the same as it was before when they are wearing 6- and 8-ounce gloves. Open phone lines around the planet. 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM Satellite Radio, the American Forces Network. Wow, all kinds of internet platforms. But I want to mention this, Nick Charles in the spotlight at 40 Minutes Past the Hour, the great Nick Charles, of course. May he rest in peace, passed away in 2010. But Nick, I don't forget you, baby. And Ring Talk, Sports Byline, we do not forget the great nick charles nick charles at 40 minutes past hour unplugged you are tuned to sports byline
2: 855-325-1780. That's
3: 855-325-1780. If you or someone you love suffers from drug addiction, now is the time to utilize your private health insurance PPO plan. If eligible, receive up to $30,000 or more in substance abuse benefits with low or no out-of-pocket cost. We are the National Treatment Network, the premier drug and alcohol treatment referral service operating 24-7. We help connect you with facilities nationwide that accepts PPO private health insurance for substance abuse. If you have PPO substance abuse coverage and you need immediate admittance to a medical detox or residential rehab treatment center, call us now. Call our live referral helpline today. The call is free. This program is not available to Medicare or Medicaid customers.
2: Call 800-296-0906, 800-296-0906, 800-296-0906, that's 800-296-0906.
10: Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California Blue Goo a try. Call one 330 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is one 330 If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at com. Now available at select big five stores near you.
0: I think that the Affordable Care Act, you know, as long as it wasn't a name of the Obamacare, it would pass. They made the test already. But the fact of the matter is, at the essence of it all, is people need health care. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. I guarantee you there's no problem. Well, you have to talk to my lawyer on that one.
4: Clock says 25 minutes past the hour. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. <laughs> Got a little email here from one of my buddies. Man, you got to go with that Razor Brand, especially you get older. You got to have fiber in your diet. If you're not, you end up being full of you-know-what. You are tuned to Ring Talk. No health, no health tips, just a little uh, advisory there. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, 32-plus years. Now you're inside looking into the world of boxing and MMA. Wow, what can I say? Right now, I think the, the boxing world is coming back. Why am I saying that? Because, you know, you've got fights like Spence and 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 and, and, uh, and Brooke, of course, and, and Klitschko, and Klitschko and, and, and Joshua. You know, that's sort of Klitschko-Joshua fight. The reason why that's sort of compelling is that, you know, it's the old versus the new. This is sort of one of those deals like in the old days, you know, when like Muhammad Ali would come back and he'd be old and he'd fight. But only thing with Klitschko is he's not like Ali or Joe Lewis or even Larry Holmes or any of those type of guys because he really hasn't taken – Lickings per se and he hasn't looked really look old. He never let himself go He's always in the greatest of shape whether it takes human growth home or not home or not I don't know, but you know, he always he always carries himself well There's no doubt about that. He doesn't look old, but guess what someday, you know The the trigger is you can't pull the trigger because your body just doesn't tell you to pull that trigger and when you can't pull that trigger You got a young buck in front of you things happen and Anthony Joshua is a young buck. There's just no doubt about it, okay when he's like 27 28 years old now of course, the 2012 Olympic gold medals. People laughed when uh, when I said that he was going to be the, the heir apparent to the throne. Of course, they were laughing because I said David Price, before him, was going to be the heir apparent to the throne. Another guy from the UK, he got knocked out. He didn't have a glass jaw. He had a glass head. Yeah, so he couldn't take a shot to the head. He just couldn't take a shot to the head. Anyway, we've got a little text here. I'll I answer a couple of texts real quick. Um, what's the most vicious knockout you've ever seen? Hmm. hmm. I would think the most... The most compelling punch I've ever seen thrown was Tommy Hearns landing that right hand on Roberto Duran in June of 1984 when I was sitting on the ground next to the ring in Caesars Palace Outdoor Arena in Las Vegas. I mean, that was the most—and we were tight with Duran, and it was like, whoa, that was like mind-boggling. We could never be, imagine anybody being knocked out, especially the great Roberto Duran, but, man, he was knocked out. So he got—he he was knocked out, fell face-first to the canvas, out cold, and then he strained to get up, and I can hear him going— Ooh! you know, like he had to take a bad, you know, he had, had trouble going to the bathroom. That's what it sounded like, uh, trying to get up. So I was, wow, he had that much heart of him, that much will. So he tried to get up, couldn't get up. Of course, Hearns won by knockout. Now, another question coming in here, hmm, tricks on making weight. With guys playing around the scale, I've weighed in nude before. So somebody sent me, I think Nick, uh, Matt sent me a question on this. I've weighed in nude before. The reason why I weighed in nude is that um, I wanted people to see what I had. No, no, no. So the, the underwear weighed about four and a half ounces. And believe it or not, those four and a half ounces put me over the junior welterweight limit. I kid you not, man. I'm looking at the scale. So I look around the room. So, you know, I'm going to make the weight. I just dropped them. And there was no towel involved in anything. That was no, no shame. I had to make weight. Listen, I had been starving starving for about two or three days. So when you starve for two or three days, I mean, burying your soul and burying your butt in front of maybe 1,000 people or 800 people, big deal. Okay? Who cares? Who really cares? Nobody's going to remember that. At least I'm not going to. I want to go have breakfast. I want to put some fluids back in my body. So I weighed 139 that morning, 139.4, and I took the underwear off and threw them on the floor, and I weighed 139. So that's the secret to making weight. No, no. Um, but he asked, are there tricks as far as being on the scale is concerned? Well, in the old days, you'd have a trainer standing next to a guy, and sometimes he'd have a newspaper in his hand. And he used use the newspaper to, to lift the guy up by the elbow. That's, that was one way to do it. Uh, another time, you know, a guy would lean out with his elbow and, and lean one way. And so, you know, there's, there's different ways you can do it. But now they've got it down to where, you know, when you step on the scale, they want people stepping away. Step away from the scale. When the other guy steps on, step away. So the only one that's standing there is the, the athletic commissioner commissioner, or the man taking the weight. So straight up, it sort of lessens the chance of uh, the weights being played with. Now, do weights still get played with? On occasion. You know, I mean, on occasion, I mean, you've seen, I've seen fights where they're for titles and I'm not going to go into depth on that because one of the guys involved, all right, I will. WBC featherweight title back in the day, I think in the 90s, Eddie Croft, of course, was a former contender who got his eye injured severely and took a fight on ill notice uh, on CBS television for a lousy 20 grand and ruined his career. Anyway, um, he went down to Mexico to fight Eric Morales and Eric Morales was smoking cigarettes before the fight. They weighed in in a hotel room that belonged to Eric Morales, I kid you not, down there in Mexico City. They had this fight. Uh, evidently, Eddie took $25,000 home in cash in $100 bills wrapped in his underwear. So that was the story of Eddie Croft and, and Eric Morales. So I guess guys do mess around still as far as making weights are concerned. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. Of course, hour number two, we're going to concentrate in depth on USC 210 and what it meant or what it didn't mean. I mean, I'm glad to tell you, Chris Weidman at one point in time had a chance to become a superstar, a mega superstar. He was white. He was from upstate New York. He had the complexion. He had the connections. He could wrestle. He could fight. He could punch. He could box. Dirty box. He did it all, and he could speak well. Guess what? He can't do any of those things now. We'll talk about that in depth in our number two. Now, pound for pound, who do I think is the best fighter pound for pound in the world right now? Hmm. I would still have to say... As far as boxers, can we have to go with Golovkin at 37-0? I mean, he's got to be number one. And I know people are knocking him off that fight with Jacobs, but Jacobs wasn't all that, I'm going to put this, Jacobs wasn't all that. I think Golovkin did more than enough to win there. 115-113, yeah, one point other way could have been a draw, but I'm telling you, I I was convinced after watching the fight again in a replay with the sound off that Golovkin won 115-113. to Shinadi um, Golovkin, of course, 37 and 0, 34 in knockouts, big time puncher, no doubt about that. Vasiliy before I mentioned, fought last night. Now, what, eight and one, six KOs, good looking fighter, pound for pound. God, I guess you got to put him up there. I mean, you can't, you can't not put him up there. And how about Canelo? You got to put Canelo up there, 48-1-1. Canelo's, you know, I mean, Canelo's beating everybody but Mayweather. He's beating everybody but Floyd Mayweather. And you know what? Canelo's coming around. I think the Canelo's got a hell of a shot against Golovkin, and I didn't think that until I saw Alvarez live in person at the World Boxing Organization Convention that was in San Juan, Puerto Rico in October 2016. I mean, he was just a big, he's a big dude. No wonder he's coming into the ring 175 pounds or somewhere around 172, 173 pounds after weighing in at 154. He is a big dude. Yes, he's got this this weight thing down as far as his being able to make the weight and really not be that weight. Does that sound right to you? Let me me explain it to you. Okay. He fights at 154 now. He weighs in at 154. He's 154 for like maybe an hour, an hour and a half. Okay. They they got this down to a science. So he's 154 for an hour. Um, Then they rehydrate him. Or if he fights at 160 and he's fought at 160 in the past, okay, they don't have to really shrink him down that much, but still at 160 he cuts weight. He's cutting weight all the time because he's a big dude. He's a 170-pounder, 175-pounder, natural. There's no doubt about natural 175-pounder. People say to me, well, what's a natural 175-pounder? It's a guy who worked out minimally, just a little bit, would be 175 pounds. That's what he is, and I think that's the way he walks around, 175. Right now I saw some... Films with him the other day, of course, him ready for next month's bout with uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. But Alvarez looks trim, and, and Chavez looks even more impressive. I mean, both these guys are going to come into the ring. Listen, there's never been a fight with more on the line than Chavez Jr. And, and Canelo Alvarez. And why do I say that? Because the pride the pride of entire country is on the line, and your respect and your stature in that country, your legacy is all going to boil down to this one fight. This is what this. I'm telling you. People look back in time and say, you know, Canelo beat Chavez Jr. or Chavez Jr. came in shape and, you know, being the bigger guy, he's actually a bigger guy than Alvarez. Alvarez is a big dude. I mean, as I said, across the shoulders, big dude. But Chavez has got height and um, a little bit of reach on him. And, of course, he's a, when I say 175-pounder, another guy is shrinking down to make waves. I mean, he's another guy making incredible ways. But right now, both these guys are training hard. It's dead serious. They aren't cutting no corners. You can see it in their training. You can see it in the pictures. It's the real deal. And they're going down, of course, early May, HBO pay-per-view. And I I got to say this. I got to say this. Chavez got a hell of a shot. He's got a hell of a shot. I'm telling you, the 6th of May is going down HBO pay-per-view. Of course, the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas Nevada. But Chavez has got a hell of a shot here, not only because he's a little bit bigger, but because... He's coming focused and in shape. And when you're, I'm telling you, he's had to carry his daddy's legacy on his shoulder, shoulders his entire career. Of course, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. may be the greatest fighter in Mexican history. That's debatable. Anyway, but when your father's the greatest Mexican boxer in history, and you become become a boxer. You know, it, it's sort of tough to follow in his footsteps. I mean, you know, following Muhammad Ali as a boxer. I mean, his daughter tried. She couldn't lick a stamp and she wet her tongue. And I'm not talking about in a sexual manner. I'm talking about as a fighter. But Layla Ali couldn't fight too well, you know. But she was Ali's daughter. A lot of Ali's boys. fought. Well, fighting... When when you fight a uh, coming off the the uh, Julio Cesar Chavez family tree, Chavez Jr. has got a hell of a shot. Fifty and two. This is going to be one hell of a fight card. And I'm saying, you know, I don't buy pay per views too often. I will buy this pay-per-view. Fifty and two is Chavez Jr. One draw. Of course, he's been stopped once, and he's got 32 KOs. But you know, the pressure's on this kid. I told you when I first met him, he didn't shave. He didn't shave. He didn't. I, he, he didn't shave at all. I was looking at his face, and I was. Like you know, turn my head at him, and I wonder w- what's what's wrong here. What am I looking at? Well, I was looking at the fact that he didn't shave. He just and I asked him about it. He go he didn't shave. That was back in 2003. That's right. Turn pro in 2003. Here he is, 2017. Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. learning on the job. Next up, Nick Charles, the great Nick Charles, Mr. CNN himself, the hair, the guy with the beautiful hair. of course, Born in 1946, passed away in 2011 nick charles born nicholas charles nickius he was greek and sicilian bottom line is we're gonna have some fun with nick charles here on the sports byline broadcast network this interview was kind of believed in 2010 when nick was feeling better I was gonna say this is one of the great interviews in ring talk history nick charles we remember we love you nick charles coming up on sports byline
11: A store that lets you get anything you wanted. An HD flat screen TV. A high capacity ultra quiet washer and dryer. A complete living room set. And imagine if you didn't need a lick of credit to get it. That store simply believed in you. Imagine if they even delivered it, set it up, and serviced it at no additional cost. Well, that store exists. That's Rent-A-Center. Imagine that. No credit needed. Affordable payment plans. Delivery, setup, and service included. Imagine new possibilities at Rent-A-Center. Rental purchase transactions. See store for details.
2: Ace is the place with the helpful hardware
12: folks. Don't miss the annual outdoor power sale at Ace, our biggest outdoor power sale of the season. Save big on mowers, blowers, trimmers, chainsaws, and more from the best brands like Craftsman and Toro, all under one roof. And as always, the help is free. Hurry into your local Ace now for huge savings during our biggest outdoor power sale of the year. Offers valid on select products through April 17th at participating stores. Includes instant savings offers for Ace Rewards members. See store for details.
6: 800-614-1242, 800-614-1242, 800-614-1242. Health Markets Insurance Agency is the DBA or assumed name of Insphere Insurance Solutions, Inc., which is a licensed insurance agency in all 50 states and D.C. Not all agents are licensed to sell all products, service
2: availability varies by state. The Lodge at Tiburon is steps from the Ferry Docks and nestled among Tiburon's upscale boutiques, charming cafes, and unique galleries. Dine at the award-winning Tiburon Tavern, serving innovative dishes prepared with ingredients grown in our very own gardens. Starting from $199 a night. Join us at the Lodge at Tiburon and create long-lasting memories. For reservations, call one 8 Seven seven six one four sixty sixty eight. 6068. Join us at the Lodge at Tiburon or go to lodge at Tiburon.com.
9: Here comes the decision now. Let's listen.
4: Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right, the World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website. WBOboxing.com. This is WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization.
0: Now more of ring talk with Pedro Fernandez. Pedro,
4: let me let me tell,
0: let me tell you something, man. Congratulations on
4: your long time in radio. You are your team, and for your ratings, man, I was reading about that. I'm very uh, impressed with you, Pedro. Nick wonderful to have you in the house this evening, man. very good evening to you how How are you and the family?
8: Pedro. We're doing well. I couldn't be better i uh you know I, I, when we talk about comebacks and this and that, and people were just in fact, I was just looking at messages from friends and people in boxing actually and I said you know what 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 uh, alternative did I really have it was My choice was either to check out or fight this thing, and uh, so far. Is somebody else called me in, uh, in in boxing earlier and said, you know, it's sort of like a 12-round fight. Uh, hey, man, you were really knocked down early and lost some 10-8 rounds with this kind of thing, with this kind of cancer. But it's like a guy who's coming back is like Juan Manuel Marquez against Pacquiao, that type of thing.
4: Okay. I, I you know, you are on the wall of fame at ringtalk.com, and you are there because of the contributions you made not only to the To the broadcasting biz, of course, one of the original, I can say this affectionately, one of the original talking heads of CNN. How's that sound?
8: (laughs) Well, you know what? I always used to look at some of those anchors. They said they have anchor butt and, like, even, and from, you know, the the thin veneer from, uh, from so and so to so and so, but behind that, like, face or something there was you know the the porch light was on but uh, nobody was home that type of thing uh, i mean i've seen enough anchors who were talking heads who say hello my name is blank because they didn't fill in the blanks uh, on the teleprompter the one thing we always prided ourselves on in sports and every sports person who does highlights etc who's an anchor you know you got to think on your feet and you write your own copy for better or worse so uh, it's more than a lot of news anchors do you know and at least in 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 the uk and in uh, Uh, Europe, they call them news readers. I never thought I was that. I always thought, hey, man, for better or worse, I got to use my own language. And either it's helped me or hurt me all these years, but I'm still standing.
4: (laughs) Good enough. Your first card back now in several months, Albuquerque, New Mexico, Chris Ovalos and Jose Nuevas. That was your main event, wasn't it?
8: Oh yeah, and it was. Uh, it was. I thought it would be a bigger challenge for Avalos. He was the. He's the kind of guys. He's got a lot of confidence, bordering on cocky. You know, he's, he seems to be in a rush at 21 or 20. Actually, just turned 20. Uh, 15 fights now, and I thought that Nieves, with such a solid technical fan, uh, foundation, Pedro would give him, would give him fits for a while. Anyway, at least to survive and stretch him out. Uh, first scheduled ten rounder first main event on national television. But Avalos uh, is all about aggression and sometimes his best defense is his offense. But he really took it to this Puerto Rican and uh, and I, I was very impressed. So you know, we're talking maybe this guy next next thing, maybe a top 15 fighter. I wouldn't rush somebody at 20, but he seems to be really on the on the right kind of flight path to being somebody special.
4: Do you know why cocky kids and kids from the hood have to be pushed? I mean, sort of have to take an accelerated path to stardom because longevity is not in the card sometimes. Because of their lifestyle, because of, of of where they're from, the whole nine yards. It just it's just not happening. You hear what I'm saying? So, like Fernando Vargas, they rushed him into that fight with Trinidad because you know he was having problems outside of the ring. So
8: that's uh, a good point, Pedro. You know, I I fully understand that. Growing up in Chicago in a poor neighborhood. And I understand about boxers always that you want to be somebody so bad. But then, you know, it could go bad. We were talking about Francisco Bojano the other day, yeah. and we saw him on Showbox our first year. And I said, man, this guy could be extraordinary. And then the second or third time he was on the show, his entourage was bigger than Tyson's. And I said, you know, this is something wrong for a guy who's so far away from being a champion. So it's a matter of keeping your head on straight, and that's really difficult, because boxing, you know, historically, you spring from nothing. You spring from nothing, and all of a sudden, you're somebody, and you just have to keep it in check and keep it in perspective, and it's really asking a lot, as you said, from a young guy. But one thing about Avalos, and back to him, not that the show's about him, he's very well-grounded and focused. He's got two parents with him all the time. They're in his corner. His mother is really the stone-cold boss of the family. His father trains him, (laughs) and it's the kind of foundation that really, really helps. And it was it's good to see when we go to the fighters' meetings, his mom's there, his father's there, and you don't often see that uh, with fighters and, and with a lot of athletes, you know.
4: You're tuned to Extra Sports 860, home of the Stanford Cardinal, of course, the Oakland Athletics, of the American League. Of course, we've got baseball season just coming up in a couple of months, folks, so don't forget the Oakland A's <laughs> are here, 860 on the AM dial. Extra Sports 860, the new sports authority here in Northern California. On the line from his lair on the East Coast, of course, is Showtime's very own Nick Charles making his big comeback this past Friday night on a showbox. going to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Now, you know, this is your first fight card in how long? Seven months?
8: Uh, I did the Pacquiao I, for Showtime at six months. Yeah. yeah, Pedro, I did the Pacquiao Cotto fight, the international feed. Bob Arum was great. Bob Arum says, Hey, I don't care what you look like. We know you could do the job, you know, because I look like I went 15 with Foreman and then 15 with Frazier and their primes, you know, from all this chemo and stuff. And uh, it was it was really a struggle getting, uh, at least up until the day. I was really, I was hurting. I got to be honest with you, but I said, I got to suck this up because I made a commitment, but I was just laying in bed and vac- And bingo, I woke up that morning, I said, wow, I feel like a million dollars I could run through a wall. So, uh, you know, that adrenaline got me through that card. But now that I've been off the chemo for almost two months, it's just a big difference in the whole bit, the energy and such. But, yeah, to be back, I, I was just talking to my boss at Showtime, Gordon Hall, and a lot of well-wishers, and it didn't seem like I missed a beat. I never felt like I was away. But I really never believed, I always held out a lot of hope that Chokebox would be part of my future, and, and sure enough, it has been. So, hey, life is really good. I can't complain, Pedro, and uh, not only that, I'm very, very grateful about life. I, always, I think I always have been. That's helped my attitude. You know, it's just a... No matter how many knocks you take in life, and sometimes you you look at things and you say, I never said why me with stuff. I just have always tried to expect the, you know, expect the best in people. I'm not some naive dude, believe me. Okay.
4: Nick Charles, our guest, having come back from cancer, folks, it's 2009 comeback fighter of the year. Got to switch subjects a little bit. We'll stay with the, the medical issue, health insurance. Are you paying 20% of your medical bills? Do you pay all your medical bills? Do you have health insurance? How did it go down?
8: Well, no. Thank God. I got to tell you, nobody. You got to be covered in this country. You know, my wife works for CNN, and we have policies through her, of course, because I'm a free. I'm a gun for hire in boxing. You know, you don't get. I'm, believe me, I'm not crying, but, but it's a different thing. But I really. I, I don't know if this is even the, something you want. Well, you brought it up. So I'll tell you little things like when you get, when you go for chemo and they really give it to you because they got to give you the strong stuff and you just, they knock the hell out of you. Well, when your red blood count goes down to nothing, you're on the floor and you're, you're, that's the gas in your tank, but your white blood count goes to pot too. So you're susceptible to all kind of, any kind of infection. So when you leave the hospital at the end of your chemo, each time, they give you a shot. Well, the shot costs 6000 It's six large for a shot. So think about that. If, if you don't have great insurance, I've talked to nurses. I've talked to doctors. I said, can everybody get this shot? i got really good insurance. And, and some people have said, oh, they'll give it to and everybody gets it. Some people say, no, people don't take it. And it's really a shame in our country, you know, that some people can't afford and they've got to pass on something that's, uh, that's so that's, – that, that obviously could threaten their life to do, to do without.
4: The only modern country in the world without some type of health plan for the uh – pouring yeah. downtrodden in this country, okay? Shifting gears from that. So you've come back. Now, what's the weight like? Have you put on the weight, put the weight I back on? I never lost
2: it,
8: man. I was no. in the gym four or five times a week all the time. I said, you know, you're looking at the dumbbells, you're doing this, your energy's down, maybe you're not working as fast, but I said, I'm just going to work just as hard. And really with the strength, I, you know, how you could at least measure yourself in the gym and you say, you know, I'm lifting the same amount of weights, doing the same amount of reps and the, doing the same amount, same type of workouts I did before I knew I had cancer. So I thought that was really psychologically and physically important for me. And it really helped me, I think, because, you know, when I was at, doing chemo, these four day knockout sessions, you know, you're doing... <laughs> wall push-ups and dips, and the first couple of days the nurses are laughing at me and the doctors, and then I remember the fourth day I was doing them, my last day, the nurses are doing them with me, you know, and I, and, I, and they said, you know, you're doing the right thing because a lot of people come in, and everybody has different cancers, Pedro, everybody. Uh, when people call me, oh, Lance Armstrong beat it, he had a different kind of thing. It was mm-hmm. a different deal. Uh, you know, my uncle had this, my aunt, but the point is, they said, there's a lot of cancers here, but the people who do crappy are the ones who go in bed, lay there for four four days, get the chemo and they do they do lousy because they got a bad attitude and they go home and it just doesn't seem to help them, you know. So I think that's the one thing you could control is a good attitude and taking care of yourself because damn, I took care of myself before this. You know, and and it still happened to me. It was a random thing, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spit the bit out like they say at the racetrack.
4: You know, when my I, I've had a lot of lot of death in the family in the past 15 years. Mother, father, mm. stepfather, this, and that, oh boy. stepfather. When he when he had cancer and the chemo, this and that. I used to pick him up. We take him over. We used to give him brownies and and pot and that kind of good stuff. And that really <laughs> relieved him. I mean, that really brought him back down to earth. And he told me that because of that, he was able to eat and he was able to to sort of keep his mind off his, uh, his woes, was medicinal marijuana party recovery? No,
8: somebody asked me that the other day. I never even considered it. I mean, the side effects are horrible with the chemo, with this heavy. Because they gave me the hardest chemo there is. They said, either that or you're going to be. I don't want to sound melodramatic, but I said, what if I don't take this chemo? They said, well, you've got four to six months to live. That's it. You know, so I said, Yikes. well, that, that, the choice is right there. I'm taking it. But they said, we're going to hit you with the biggest bat we got. It's the only way to stop this. So, uh, you know, and you're going to get side effects. And I don't even want to get into them. They're really, really bad on your body. So I understand where your stuff stuck was coming from, but I just said, you know, I'm toughing this through, I I don't know if I'm eating cardboard here, or you know or a juicy steak, but I'm going to get through it, and whatever it is, you know, and there were days there, it was no fun, but uh, like I said, what's the alternative, Pedro? You know, I believe in eternity, I'm good with that, I'm good with God, I'm not like frightened about it, nobody wants to die, but so I had a lot of peace, but I also, I want to be around, I got a little daughter I love so much, my wife, you know, it's so much more, I want to learn. And I want to see more fights. You know, I look at these young kids come up. Chris Avalos, hey, I want to be around to see them go for the title or not. You know what I mean? So there's there's a lot of motivation for me. At the same time, I'm very much at peace. But I always felt, well, you know, thank God I didn't get too nauseated. I've heard the horror stories. At least I was able to eat. And I kept eating. And, you know, so I, I kept my weight up. It's great.
4: Okay. Victor Conti was on the show a few weeks ago. He of Tower of Power fame back in the 70s. And, of course. Yeah. Um, the man that ran Balco, the mad scientist, from rock musician to mad scientist. I, I've never understood that, but he sort of tried to explain that in a one-hour show. In fact, he just told me he might be here for the entire show next week here on Extra Sports 860 at 6.05 p.m. next Sunday night when Pedro Fernandez takes over the radio airways here on the new Sports Authority in Northern California. So Victor Conti says that EPO... Is something that increases the amount of oxygen in an athlete's blood from twenty five to thirty percent, and he said that guys can take this, and that he said you know he said that Shane Mosley admitted taking it under under oath and things like that, but guys can take this, and what it does is it um it increases their endurance dramatically i mean imagine having thirty percent more in the tank than in in the tenth round than, than your foe and, and you guys are of equal stature, so what I'm trying to say is What about this thing with Floyd Mayweather? Was there merit to what he was saying in which he wanted Pacquiao tested now that Mosley's going to agree to that same type of testing?
8: Well, you know, I mean, sure, Mosley will. Mosley was guilty the one time, as you say. But I don't want to get—I think the important thing here is what—look, what— like at, at the racetrack, a, a jockey, they have to have an assurance of innocence because you're betting on game. I mean, that was always the premise of horse racing. If, there weren't, if it wasn't gambling, nobody would go to the racetrack. But boxing supposedly is a little different. The unfortunate thing is there's no regulation. You know as well as I, Pedro, you do a fight in uh, at, in St. Louis or something, Missouri at a, little, uh, at a Hilton Hotel, which guys have done. They don't do the proper medicals, really, and such. Uh, they don't pay for all the stuff. Now, I think a blood test would be great for every fighter, but I think it would be fabulous. How much would it cost? Now, you're talking about undercards. A promoter does a, a little card in Oklahoma off TV. Is he going to be inclined to do a boxing card if he's got to pay $200 for every box, every fighter's blood test? For no, 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 Nick,
4: and I'm with you on that one. I'm talking about the mega fights where there's millions of dollars but on the how line. But how do you okay? draw
8: the line? But you say, okay, once... A fight is over a million dollars. You have to do it once a You know, I'm all for it. I think it would be fabulous. I, I, I want the assurance of innocence. You know, when I say a guy's packed on weight, you know, I, I, listen, I was at CNN doing the good feel-good story, chasing Sosa and McGuire all over the country. Whoa, this is great. This is just what baseball needed back then. And then, you know, yeah, there's that suspicion, and people are turning a blind eye and saying, no, nah, it's too good for the game. And Manny Pacquiao is too good for the game right now. You, you know, he really is. He's, he's absolutely cross over a little bit, and he's got people who aren't big boxing addicts interested in the game. But that said... Um, if he has nothing to hide, is the one argument, then do it. Uh, but Mayweather, is he trying to get into his head? Is it legitimate? Uh, do you not want to fight him? Did, you know, Mayweather couldn't have known, no, Pacquiao won't do this. It's just an excuse to get out of the fight cause, because I'm afraid of the guy. There's too much money on the table. Yeah, you know, I think Floyd's really after preserving that, that carefully constructed, uh, uh, perfect record. I mean, that said, I, I already picked him to beat uh, Pacquiao in that fight. Uh, and I could tell you my real- reason someday but but uh, yeah i i i would love to see it across the board uh, because it's not going to hurt anything and i'd hate to see yet another scandal for
4: this sport we don't need it the comeback kid nick Charles, on the line when's your next showtime gig
8: uh saturday uh, next friday night actually i can't wait uh we got a doubleheader. I'm just working on the script right now. And, uh, I'm sort of interesting. Freddie Hernandez, a guy who's 30, he's got one loss. Is he a prospect? Is he a legitimate top 15 welterweight someday? He's 27 and 1, but he's fighting Demarcus Corley, who's lost really. He's won only five of his last 13 fights, but he could make a lot of people look bad today. And that's what we're hoping, that he will really be a test for this guy. And and we'll see where where Hernandez is. Does he fit the Showbox profile? Is he a fraud? Does he get exposed? Does he take the next step? You know, I just hope Corley has enough left to really be a challenge there. So that's our main event. And, uh, you know, I'm just excited, uh, just excited to be back. I wish we could do a fight every night. You know me, Pedro.
4: Pound for pound, the baddest man around, Nick Charles of Showtime. Nick, congratulations on the comeback. Say hello to wife, and I wish you the very best in 2010, my brother.
8: And to you, Pedro, I hope I see you ringside sooner than later, buddy.
13: The
2: That's 800-797-1256.
1: Once more, 800-758-0725.
0: Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro
1: Fernandez.
0: That Nick Charles interview
4: from January thirty-first, two 2010. He passed away June twenty-fifth, two 2011. Nick Charles was a class segment. He recipes, of course, interviews from the old 860 AM days here in the city, by the Bay, San Francisco, California. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide, hour number one of two on Sports Byline.
8: Say Radio News with Tammy
1: Rose.
15: Russia was the one that took the charge and said they were going to make sure there were no chemical weapons.
16: U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations, Nikki Haley, says Russia needs to provide answers regarding Syria's chemical weapons stockpile. Either they knew that there were chemical weapons and they just hid it from the international community, or they're being played for fools by Assad. By him having chemical weapons, and they're just in the dark. Appearing on CNN's State of the Union, Haley says Russia has to answer for the chemical weapons attack in Syria because they took charge and said there would be no chemical weapons left in Syria under Assad. Pope Francis is condemning the attack that killed at least 21 people at a church in Egypt on Palm Sunday. Around 50 more were hurt when a bomb went off north of Cairo. Speaking to thousands in St. Peter's Square, the pontiff said he's praying for the victims. You're listening to USA Radio News.
15: You love your pet, right? So imagine if you were suddenly faced with thousands of dollars in veterinary care. What would you do? Could you make the difficult decision not to help your best friend? If you join PetSavingsUSA.com, you never have to make that choice or face those kind of expenses. That's because Pet Savings USA members enjoy discounted pet insurance to cover both standard and emergency vet bills. In addition, members save up to 50% on staples like food, toys, and treats, all at major pet retailers. You'll love the money you'll save, the convenience you'll enjoy, and the peace of mind knowing your beloved pet is fully protected. Call now to take advantage of two free months of pet insurance and an instant $100 in savings. Call 877-835-6060. That's 877-835-6060. Or go to PetSavingsUSA.com. Call or click now for your free gift plus two free months of pet insurance. Call 877-835-6060 or visit PetSavingsUSA.com.
16: A U.S. Navy strike group is reversing course and heading toward the Korean Peninsula. Richard Jordan reports.
17: The commander of the U.S. Pacific Command Saturday ordered the strike group led by the USS Carl Vinson to move from Singapore to the western Pacific Ocean. The group had previously been scheduled for a series of port stops in Australia. The move comes in response to recent actions by North Korea. Earlier this week, North Korea conducted another ballistic missile launch in defiance of U.N. sanctions. U.S. officials said the Scud missile exploded in flight. Richard Jordan.
16: A second person is under arrest in connection with Friday's truck attack in Sweden that killed four people. A judge in Stockholm said Sunday that a public defender has been appointed for the suspect. The first man arrested and accused of driving a truck into a crowd in the capital is a 39-year-old man. You're listening to USA Radio News. Love sports articles but don't have time to search the web looking for the most compelling stories? Then U.S. Sports Pages is for you. Why spend hours going to multiple sites looking to find sports articles when we can do the work for you? Our producers go through every newspaper in the country and pick out the best sports articles separated by sport, dramatically reducing your prep time. We also include sports and entertainment kicker stories. U.S. U.S.SportsPages.com is the only site you'll need to get your sports fix. Check us out today, the daily links at U.S.SportsPages.com. The head of the Abundant Life Ministries in Toledo has been arrested for the trafficking of children. Lisa Campbell reports.
14: A church pastor is under arrest in Ohio for charges related to sex trafficking, of children. The FBI says the case against Reverend Cordell Jenkins is troubling.
15: Any crime that involves a child, you know, exploiting a child, um, seizing on their vulnerabilities, on their trust that they have in adults, especially when people are in a position of trust, it's very concerning, it's very alarming.
14: Agent Vicki Anderson Jenkins and another man were taken into custody at their homes in Toledo. Both are accused of recruiting, harboring and transporting minors to engage in commercial acts of sex.
16: Police say a shooting at a Florida fitness club was a case of workplace violence, as USA's Chris Barnes reports.
1: Police say the gunman in a shooting at a Florida mall was the only person killed in yesterday's incident. Two other people who worked at the mall were wounded in that 1 p.m. shooting at the upscale fitness club in Coral Gables.
10: It appears that everything is indicating that it's a targeted Victim at this point from an ex-managerial dispute.
1: That spokesman for Miami-Dade police saying the gunman was fired just a couple of hours earlier. He shot the general manager and another trainer at the gym before he took his own life. The two he wounded are expected to survive. I'm Chris Barnes.
16: For USA Radio News, I'm Tammy Rhodes.
1: Listen
17: closely. You don't have to live with knee pain. You heard right. If you're 65 or older and suffering from knee pain, you may qualify for an advanced pain-relieving brace at little to no cost to you. Doctor Approved Medical, America's trusted resource for knee braces, will work with Medicare or insurance benefits to see if you qualify for these knee braces. Many people are now using our knee brace as an alternative to surgery or harmful medications and experience pain relief they haven't felt in years. The only way to see if you qualify is to call us. 800 816 816-0365. One of our friendly experts will handle all paperwork and have it delivered for free. Don't let your knee pain turn into something worse. Find out now about these advanced knee braces now covered by Medicare or insurance benefits. Call now and get free shipping plus a complimentary easy to use pedometer. 800-816-0365. 800-816-0365. 800-816-0365 little to no cost with full insurance payment copy and deductible supply promise subject to qualification while supplies last ladies and gentlemen live from
0: the world's most beautiful city san francisco california ring talk your inside look into the world of boxing
4: Domesticarianos, bienvenidos. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it this hour, we're talking MMA. As the man indicated, my name is Pedro Fernandez. I am the reigning, the defending, the undisputed heavyweight champion of the radio airways, having defended that title knob for better than 32 years. And now we look at rear in the rearview mirror at USC 210, of course. Danny Cormier is still the light heavyweight champ in the world with an asterisk next to that. Of course, John Jones in the audience. John Jones, the looming factor of course is 205 pounds are concerned. Of course, the light heavyweight division. It's John Jones's, right? Well, Danny Cormier is the champ. So what does that mean? Well, John Jones is going to come off this drug suspension in July and possibly meet Cormier later in the year in a rematch. Of course, Cormier lost the first time they fought. And I think he'll lose the second time they fought. Bottom line is Cormier. Mmm, last night he showed some cakes, but I have no idea why Rumble Johnson, you know, in boxing you don't hook with a hooker, in wrestling you don't wrestle with a wrestler. Why Rumble Johnson felt compelled to try to take Daniel Cormier down and wrestle a four or five time United States amateur wrestling champion is ludicrous. It's asinine, and I can't believe it. Well, in fact, he retired after the fight, so we'll hear from him a little bit later, but I gotta tell you, head case. You don't wrestle a wrestler. If you're a puncher, if you're a guy that strikes, you go in there and you try to outstrike the other guy. You don't try to reinvent yourself. Rumble Johnson, shame on you. You are tuned to the Sports by Live Broadcast. worry, This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. My name is Pedro Fernandez. We have a text line happening. You can text us and we'll check uh, chat on that. 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio Channel 203, and the American Forces Network. Live from San Francisco on Sports Byline, this is Ring Talk.
9: Here comes the decision now. Let's listen.
17: 30 seconds finally.
1: into the fight, and Rousey is already fishing for the armbar.
17: Beautiful job of turning her back
5: over, but Kaufman being stubborn, coming back up to her knees, keeping her balance, looking at her rolling her back over. Yeah, that arm lock she's got, Pat, where she's holding her bicep. That's stopping it. Kaufman's
0: lone loss came via, and it's over! Brody, Ronda, Rousey continues to amazing! Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
13: I would never let a woman kick my ass. If she tried anything, I'd be like, Get your bitch ass back in the kitchen and make me
4: some pie. Well, the controversy for UFC 210 sort of started the way, and of course, Cormier coming in about a pound and a half over, and then 30 seconds later, he weighed in at 205 pounds. I don't know what happened. Maybe he took off his underwear. And I'm just kidding. Anyway, Cormier makes weight. No problem there. But the Athletic Commission, the Nevada City Athletic Commission, I take that back to the New York City Athletic Commission, tried to step in and say that, Pearl Gonzalez would not be allowed to fight because, Cynthia Cavilla, because she had breast implants. And that breast implants were illegal on combat sports. Well, I don't remember that. There were a couple of female boxers that had breast implants back in the day. So I don't know what's going on with that. Anyway, Pearl Gonzalez did fight on the card, but she didn't come up a winner. Cynthia Cavilla beat her with a rear naked choke and submission in the third round. But the main event, don't hook with a hooker, don't wrestle with a wrestler. Don't wrestle with a bulldog wrestler. I'm talking about Daniel Cormier. Cain Velasquez, a former USC heavyweight champion, this is his wrestling coach. This is a guy that people look to as far as the American kickboxing academy is concerned, the best wrestler in the house. If not, man, at at 205, I can't think of anybody wrestling pound for pound better than Cormier as far as being an actual amateur wrestler is concerned. And I'm mentioning wrestling here because Anthony Johnson, per se, Is a striker. They call him Rumble. Why? Because he comes out, he tries to knock you out right away. He broke Johnson's, he broke Cormier's nose last night, but it wasn't enough. I mean, he just didn't do enough punching, didn't enough striking. He did a whole lot of holding Cormier up against the side of the fence. It was a dull fight. It was boring for the most part. Of course, Cormier winning with a rear naked choke and three minutes and 37 seconds into round number two after Johnson essentially put himself in a bad spot. He sort of got gassed, and he put himself in a bad spot. In other words, he sort of lost all his composure. I don't know what was going on there. He's got this guy up against the fence. Just back away. Just let go and back away. Back away. Back away clean so you can land your strikes coming in. I mean, you've got to be coming forward to land hard, okay? And Rumble Johnson wasn't coming forward last night. Cormier loved it. Cormier was in love with that. Just hold me up against the fence all night, man. Please hold me here all night. You can do it. And guess what? That's what he did until the fight ended in the second round, of course, the second of five, five-minute rounds, so those are championship fights in the world of the ultimate fighting championship. Now, the co-main event, quite controversial. Gregor Mossasi defeats Chris Wyman with a TKO. <laughs> I'm chuckling. In the second round, three minutes and 13 seconds in. And, and most of you know that I was really high on wyman I was the guy that said he would beat Anderson Silva for the title. I was the guy that picked him to beat Mark Munoz before that. So, You know, it's no fluke my getting behind Chris Weidman. I saw an all-American kid. That's what they were calling him. That's what they billed him as, the all-American from upstate New York. But he was a—I think he was an NCAA wrestling champion. He had a great wrestling pedigree. I mean, he was a stud, and he had never been taken off his feet prior to the Mark Munoz fight, and he wasn't taken off his feet in that fight either. What I'm trying to tell you is— these guys are trying to wrestle with wrestlers—it's senseless. Last night, Gregor Mosassi went in there and just started beating on Weidman. Weidman tried, but I looked at Chris Weidman and I saw Weidman before the fight. And if you looked at his face, he sort of had an artificial look to him. And what I mean by that artificial look is, it was like it was like it was like a reasonable facsimile of him. And there was, yeah, that's Chris. Might be Chris's twin. You know what I mean? Might be Chris's twin. And why do I say that? Is his face was pudgy. He was bloated. He was bloated. It was just, he looked bloated to me, okay? And when you come into a ring bloated, um, it tells me you've had some problems as far as making the weights concerned, okay? I, for one, and I wasn't the only one guy, a couple guys rained in on this as far as the chat boards were concerned last night watching during the fight, <clears throat> that he looked old. He instantly looked old, and yes, and he did. He thought he could break Masasi down. He could not do it. Not too many people have been able to uh, to break this guy down. Yeah, his record is like 41 and... I'll go look up his record exactly, but he's like forty-one and eight or forty-one and nine. I mean, Masasi is a real deal. He's a guy that's on a roll, and he's one of those guys that if you don't pack your lunch, you're gonna definitely lose. And if you do pack your lunch, you know it's not debated. It's probably probably not going to win any other way. Here's what's up. Look at his last. Look at the guys he's beat last. Since so losing to Uriah Hall in two thousand fifteen, that was a um, a of flying knee and punches. Of course, he beat uh one, two, three beat Vitor Belfort, Your came back and beat Uriah Hall in a rematch, TKO on punches. That was in two thousand sixteen, of course. And then last night he beats Chris Weidman. And what happened was Weidman thought he had taken a couple of uh uh fouls and I think he sort of put his hands down and guess what? The guy just went for it and finished him. And you can't blame him for finishing him now. Forty two and six, a couple of draws, Gargar Masasi the real deal at middleweight, no doubt about that. As far as Chris Wyman is concerned, as high as I was on him at the beginning, of course, talking about a few years ago in San Jose, California, of course, on that card when he beat Mark Nunes, the Filipino wrecking machine up to that point, um, it isn't there anymore. He's he's lost it. And, and he looks like a, a reasonable facsimile of himself, a, a, maybe a carbon, maybe a little less than a carbon copy, not a, quite the, the quality of a carbon copy. What I mean by that is, you know, post-fight last night he was embarrassing (laughs) he sounded like he was punchy he was embarrassing and his corner should have took his corner should have took him away they should try to deal with this later if they wanted to blame it on the referee blame it on the referee but you can do that post-fight you don't do that in the ring right there screaming at the top of your lungs looking like a fool and i think that's the way he looked because there wasn't a whole lot of substance uh, coming out of his mouth he was just babbling and when you're babbling on television and you've got your Your entire hometown crowd there watching, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, listen, that got old, man. He's not Rocky Balboa. And right now, Chris Weidman in 2017 is not the Chris Weidman he was in 2015, 2014. So what I'm trying to tell you is stick a fork in him. He is done. Hmm, no doubt about that. But Anthony Rumble Johnson, him him basically quitting uh, MMA. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Of course, Rumble Johnson will check in here, as will Cormier. But checking out of that main event by deciding to wrestle... Instead of punch, I still look back on that, and I really, really scratch my head. I just can't believe it. I mean, listen, Being a former fighter, I remember one time I tried to hook with a guy named Dave Garcia. Okay, I said, oh, he isn't that bad of a dude. And my hook was drilling people in the gym, and I was getting a few guys here and there with hooks to the body and hooks to the head. So I decided to hook with him, and guess what? His hook caught first. Bottom line is, it was a mistake I never, ever made again. The macho me went out right in an instant. When you hook with a hooker and he hooks you, you realize this is not my game, this is not my forte, let me get back to what I do best. Speaking of what they do best, I mentioned Sevilla, Cynthia Carvello, of course. Uh, Calvillo beating Pearl Gonzalez, the girl with the breast implants, submission, very naked choke in the third round, third and final round, of course, in the prelim bout, three minutes and 45 seconds in. Thiago Alves is the winner over Canadian P- Patrick Cote. Cote just can't seem to get it going. Now uh, uh, the decision d- decision was across the board. Three rounds, zip, thirty to twenty-seven in points. A couple other guys on the card worth mentioning. Not really. There really wasn't a whole lot on this card. I mean, outside of those couple of fights, there. You know, it's not a fight I really want to watch as far as against concerned. In fact, even this morning, I'm mean, none of these fights I wanted to watch again. And not that they were dull fights, but I just think that you've got to bring names into it. And I know these guys are building people up and trying to make names, but you can't make names on pay-per-view. On pay-per-view, you got to supply names. And if you look at this card, you're Cormier and Johnson, Gregor Sasby, and Weidman. Outside of that, there are no real stars on this card. So they wanted you to pay 70 or 80 bucks on pay-per-view to watch this uh, on in high def at home, and you wonder why people steal this stuff on the Internet? No, you don't wonder why. That's why. Our text line is hot and it's happening. 415-275-1613. That's 415-276 uh 275-1613. There was a woman's banner weight on the about on the card in addition to the uh strawway bout with Cavelo winning over Gonzalez and her breast implants. Gotta mention that. Um Ketlin oh man Chugalan defeated Irene Aldana with unanimous nod. taking about a split decision twenty-nine twenty-eight. Uh, two ways, 20 and 28. One way, that was a women's weigh about 135 pounds. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide on Sports Byline. Don't forget, no holds barred. 5 p.m. Pacific time each and every Sunday. We talk boxing, MMA, a little uh, pro wrestling. In fact, we'll open the hour with pro wrestling this week. Pro wrestling and uh, no holds barred this week. 5 p.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. The text line, once again, 415 275 1613. That's 415 275 1613. Next up, we'll hear Daniel Cormier, basically undressed John Jones. Of course, John Jones next for the light heavyweight champion of the world, Daniel Cormier. You are tuned to Ring Talk. This is Sports Byline.
0: we got to understand this
8: here. Uh, we all can have dreams, but the dream dreamer
9: never chase us. We have to chase the dream. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines, Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780.
2: 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780.
3: If you or someone you love suffers from drug addiction, now is the time to utilize your private health insurance PPO plan. If eligible, receive up to $30,000 or more in substance abuse benefits with low or no out-of-pocket cost. We are the National Treatment Network, the premier drug and alcohol treatment referral service operating 24-7. We help connect you with facilities nationwide that accepts PPO private health insurance for substance abuse. If you have PPO substance abuse coverage and you need immediate admittance to a medical detox or residential rehab treatment center, call us now. Call our live referral helpline today. The call is free. This program is not available to Medicare or Medicaid customers.
2: Call 800-296-0906. 800-296-0906. 800-296-0906. That's 800-296-0906.
10: Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California
6: Say and they can say oh well we took the belt and now it's this guy's belt you can play with those fake belts all you want the real jose was ko'd eddie was ko'd
5: you're looking at the 2 weight world champion and that's, it. and that's it
0: now more of ring talk with pedro fernandez
18: can't you keep out of trouble
4: the great Conor McGregor. We'll get into depth a little bit later, of course, as far as his fight with Floyd Mayweather. As it it, it reaches, it's going to happen. This is going to happen. It reaches. It's going to reach fruition. It's going to happen. Mayweather and McGregor hooking it up at 147 pounds. It'll be a. Um, we'll talk about that in depth a little bit later. You are tuned to the Sports Byline broadcast network. Of course, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide now. USC, of course, 210. The winner, Daniel Cormier, the light heavyweight champion, sets up a match with the man that he lost to in January 2015. I'm talking about the great John Jones. Of course, John Jones being off because of the the uh, he was caught taking breast enhance. Tell to put this a, a female estrogen blocker. I don't know why you would be having to block your estrogen because you're not supposed to have estrogen. You're supposed to have female hormones in you. But the bottom line is he did, which means he was cheating. He was caught. He was suspended. And now, of course, Cormier and Jones are going to hook it up possibly in July. But here's Cormier last night on John Jones.
18: DC does a few things very well. One of them is speak on the microphone. We have the man, the myth, (laughs) the legend right now. Hashtag and still Daniel Cormier. (laughs) UFC light heavyweight champion of the world, reigning, defending. My man, how good are you feeling right about now? <laughs> oh, looking good. Look wow, at that. look oh, at that. Go ahead. Go, D.C. <laughs> go, D.C. Go. Oh, we got to show everything.
15: Wow. And, and, wow. and
19: still again. Look at that. Look at that. I could not let UFC tonight down. Look at that. And still. <laughs> How how beautiful is this belt? Now, pan up and see something even more pretty. DC's face. (laughs) There it is.
18: There it is. (laughs) DC, we need you to just back the microphone away from your mouth a little bit. We're getting a little bit of feedback on you. We want to hear everything you have to say so clearly. My friend, I have to ask you, uh, are you the hero or are you the heel? Because you certainly had a lot to say in the microphone tonight to Jimmy Manoa, to John Jones, to everybody out there in the world.
19: They can all get it. They can all get this lyrical masterpiece. I don't care. I don't care. You know, I'm I'm not going to sit here and and beg for cheers, you know. Cheer who you want. At the end of the day, I get the job done. Um, Look, I am who I am. The people who know me, you guys, Karen, Kenny, people who spent time with me, know who I am. I cannot change an opinion of people that know me from afar. They don't like me. They don't like me. I get the job done. Like I said, man, I'm collecting belts and checks.
6: Daniel, I'm very proud of you. It was all about school today. You put John Jones in detention, and you did the homework, my man, getting the rear naked choke, my most famous student. Unbelievable. Yeah, Flo, Flo, uh-huh. that is exactly what we
19: worked. You, exactly. gotta, you had to have been sitting there going, my goodness, this is what we worked two weeks ago in, at AKA. When, Kenny came up to San Jose a couple weeks ago. He told me, when I get to the top position, stick that hook in, Leandro, my, you, and, you and Leandro, dude, like before, Leandro had a horrible time getting me to stick a hook in. Both of you guys worked on it. I attacked that, uh, that bottom arm a couple times. Neck presented itself. I jumped right on it, man. I, I, it, it was great. Having help from people that know what they're talking about is awesome. I was hitting him, and then I just, I was like, you know what, man, I'm just going to grab his nose, lift it up, and try to choke him. And it worked.
6: Grasshopper, I'm giving you an A+. Plus. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving you a week I off as with, well. I hit him
19: with the feet I hit him with the phoenix, phoenix eye. eye. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes. Well done, my man. Champ, Eve Edwards here. You. How are you, brother?
19: I'm doing good, Eve, man. I'm happy. I'm happy. Great. Nothing's better than after a fight.
6: Yeah, I know the feeling. I miss it. But let me ask
2: you this. R- Rumble's, Rumble's wrestling, did Rumble's wrestling surprise you? And if it did surprise you, how were you concerned by it at all? No, man, it
19: did. I was surprised that in the first round he just completely came after me. And then I was like, okay, I'll just hold on to him, put pressure on him, put weight on him, and eventually I'll get him. You know, so I just hung on him. I, I, you know, He won the first round, sure, whatever. It's a five-round fight. I know that over time I was going to get him. Uh, then in the second round, he did it again. I think when Anthony has done so well at knocking people out that when it doesn't go his way, he kind of starts to panic, and at the end of the day, he's a wrestler. So when he panics, he goes back to what he knows, and that was the wrestling. So when he took me down, I was like, I'm just going to get back up, and I uh, just keep making him work.
18: D.C., the question is, uh, what is the deal with your nose? I know you did kind of eat one of Rumble's kicks right there to the face, and uh, they were, during the commentary, saying that perhaps you had broken your nose, and they were worried that maybe it blew your nose, your eyes were going to swell up. How are you feeling, and do you think it's broken?
19: My nose has shifted a little bit. Yeah, I don't know is. if it's broken, I didn't want to say anything. He, <laughs> he kicked me. He kicked me square on the nose with his shin, man. And um, I got under – I don't know. I dipped under the, the second one. I think that was the one that might have put me out, but – I took his full-on shin to my nose. Uh, yeah, I felt that one. I felt it. It felt like a baseball bat. So this week I have to go to the doctor and get a CT scan to see what's going on in my nose, and then we'll see what happens after that.
6: DC, you know, as the champion, you get to call some of your shots here. Who do you choose now? Do you rely on John Jones to show up on fight night, or do you take the dangerous Jimmy Manawa?
19: You know, I, I say uh, over and over again, man, it, you know, if you're in class and you get suspended, you don't get to compete, you know. So until John Jones gets his academics in order, he can't talk to me about a fight. When he's, when he's eligible, then we can talk about a fight. Jimmy Manowoc thinks he wants to fight me. He doesn't want to. You know, and it's sad because I like Corey Anderson. He's a great guy, you know. But when you say, you know, I, he, Corey is still young. And Jimmy just beat Corey and he's wanting a title fight. And he likes to talk about me, you know, says my style's boring. I mean, I finish people too, man. It, you know, I, it takes me a little bit of time. I don't just knock guys out. But I finish people too, you know. So if Jimmy Manuel wants to fight me, it's a one-round fight. I'd get him out of there in no time.
2: Daniel, the second round of the fight, you got on top of, D- of Rumble. And when you were on top, he wasn't able to do anything. He didn't even transfer positions on you. Did you feel him start to break when you were looking for that choke? Or did you think that it was going get, to get out of that round? He was going to survive that?
19: Well... Well, Eve, I kind of felt like I was landing a lot of unanswered punches, like on the side of the head, on the back of the head. And then when Big John said, Anthony, defend yourself, he moved a little bit. Just enough to actually not let the referee stop the fight. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not getting off perfectly clean shot, so maybe I should just chase the submission a little bit. I was able to secure his his right arm, too, like with an arm bar, kind of, and when I started peeling it back behind him, I was like, man, if if he gets worried about this arm, I can maybe chase the choke with the left hand. But look, I've got great jiu-jitsu work, man. Uh, Kenny, you've helped me. Leandro Vieira is fantastic. The whole Checkmat team, you know, I've got to grapple with some of the best guys in the world. Lucas Leitch, Marcus Buchecha, you know, and, and, and it shows whenever I get in there with guys that I can grapple with.
18: D.C., obviously you are victorious tonight, but I can't let you go without asking you about the weight cut, about making the weight yesterday. Um, How much uh, of a hard cut was it for you? Because on the Embedded show you said, never again, this is the last time I'm going down to 205.
19: It was very tough. You know, uh, it was the toughest weight cut that I've had uh, to this point. Um, I'm getting older, so the weight's not moving like it was before. Even when I first went down to 205, that was three years ago, you know, and, and and I was 35, 34 and the weight just seemed to come off a lot faster. I've got a better nutritionist today than I ever had, Dan Leith. You know, so I just don't, I just don't understand. I, I was letting myself get too big, but you know, if I have to fight at two hundred five to defend the title, uh, obviously I'm going to have to make the weight. Uh, you can say some pretty sad things whenever you're depleted, like we were uh, making the weight yesterday.
18: Well, D.C., I know next weekend you're going to be working in Kansas City. Get your nose fixed up. But guess what? You can put a little weight back on down there because I hear Carrot, there's some ca- pretty good
5: barbecue. We're hiding the cookies, D.C. No, no more cookies here at Fox. We're no putting more them all away. Services, We're locking please. them up. Take it, Hey, take,
19: take it in like Randy Orton.
18: <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's a thing of beauty. Hashtag <laughs> and still the wow. one and only Daniel Cormier. Wow. Congratulations, my goodness.
4: Not the flashiest gun in the world as far as smoothness is concerned, you know, in front of a camera, but Danny Cormier gets it done. John Jones and him are probably going to do this probably. If it doesn't happen in July, they'd probably like to put this as a co-feature for the Conor McGregor fight or maybe whatever they're trying to do. They're trying to do something big. Maybe it could be Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. Imagine that maybe in fight week. Could that happen? Probably not. It's going to happen a little bit later, I think. It happened in September. I think it'll be the September pay-per-view as far as the uh, world of combat sports are concerned, it'll take that long to put this fight together. I'm talking about Conor McGregor, of course, and Floyd Mayweather. And you know McGregor's got a shot. Why? Because he'll step on Floyd's foot and knock him out. That'll be the shot. Let's go back to this light heavyweight division we just talked about. Of course, Danny Cormier, the boss, Daniel uh, John Jones, one air with an asterisk, call him what you want, champion in, in recess or whatever, um, in hiatus. But Johnson's no longer top-ranked. Gustafson's uh, number two. Alexander Gustafson, of course, from Sweden. Glover Teixeira, number three out of Brazil. Jimmy Manu is really the top guy, I think, at 205. He's out of the—by um, way of Nigeria, now living in the U.K. Mauricio shogun number five. Now, hold on for a second. <clears throat> That's all. hold and depleted the light heavyweight division as far as the UFC is concerned. Look at that. Johnson, yeah, he's retired. Uh, Gustafson, hmm. You know, he's seen better days. Glover Teixeira, definitely seen better days. Jim Manua, he's the guy on the rise. Mauricio Shogun Rua, is he still fighting? What I'm trying to tell you is light heavyweight doesn't look all that hot. We need some new blood. What's happening with the UFC? What's, I'm looking at the rest of these guys here. Tyson Pedro, he's the only exciting fighter at 205 as far as the uh, contenders are concerned, the up-and-coming, up-and-coming contenders are concerned in the UFC division. Tyson Pedro is uh, number 15 as far as the light heavyweight concerned. Got the greatest name in the world, doesn't he? Tyson Pedro thing, but Tyson Pedro, the great Mike Tyson and Pedro combined the two. Yeah, he was thinking the right thing. You are tuned to these Sports Byline Broadcast nowhere. Our text line is hot and happening. 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. And look at that middleweight division. Michael Bisbee, of course, is going to take on GSB. George St. Pierre later in the year, possibly in July. Um, but Yoel Romero is really the guy. Uh, this, he really is. a 185, he's the guy. There's no doubt about it. I think he's knocking out everybody. He destroyed Chris Wyman, Michael Bisping probably couldn't go around with him. You are tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcasting where this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide.
2: Nobody really needs or wants home security until it's too late. free wireless home security system, and start enjoying the peace of mind of security today. Call 800-587-4281. 800-587-4281. 800-587-4281. This offers for new customers only. Termination fees apply. $99 customer installation charge and 36-month monitoring agreement required. All for details. License terms and conditions available at secureathome.com. Imagine
11: a store that lets you get anything you wanted. An HD flat-screen TV, a high-capacity ultra-quiet washer and dryer, a complete living room set. And imagine if you didn't need a lick of credit to get it. That store simply believed in you. Imagine if they even delivered it, set it up, and serviced it at no additional cost. Well, that store exists. That's Rent-A-Center. Imagine that. No credit needed. Affordable payment plans. Delivery, setup, and service included. Imagine new possibilities at Rent-A-Center. Rental purchase transactions. See store for details.
2: Ace is the place with the helpful hardware
12: folks. Don't miss the annual outdoor power sale at Ace, our biggest outdoor power sale of the season. Save big on mowers, blowers, trimmers, chainsaws, and more from the best brands like Craftsman and Toro, all under one roof. And as always, the help is free. Hurry into your local Ace now for huge savings during our biggest outdoor power sale of the year. Offers valid on select products through April 17th at participating stores. Includes instant savings offers for Ace Rewards members. See store for details.
2: That's 800-405-2561.
0: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
4: You know, it's tough, to, um, it's tough to come out after a loss and say anything positive. But the best thing you can do as far as combat sports are concerned is retire. Because when you retire, basically nobody can say anything anymore. He's retired. He's done. You know, that last fight. Yeah, so anyway, the bottom line is Rumble Johnson says he's retired. They hear what he
17: has to say actually right now. Anthony Rumble Johnson shocked the MMA world when he retired in the octagon Saturday night after losing to Daniel Cormier. So, why did he do it? It's just
0: business, you know. Um, I wanna do something besides,
4: you know, going to the gym every day, punching and kicking and rolling around with another dude. It, oh. old, You know what I mean? I've been doing this for so long. I've been in sports since I was eight. Uh, it's just time to move on to something, you know, different. I won't say better, but just different.
17: What's next for Rumble? Not playing in the NFL, which was a rumor going around.
0: And no, I am not (laughs) about (laughs) to play football for
4: the Rams, because everybody's hitting me up and saying some crazy stuff about I'm about to play for the Rams. Why would I go into another sport that is the same thing as this, and you take all this impact and that stuff. That's absolutely insane.
17: His sudden departure shocked his boss, who said after he is more than okay with it.
19: He just grabbed me downstairs and said, listen, man, I, I, I couldn't tell you. I'm working on something really big right now. It's massive, and it's really good for me and my life and everything else. And I said, I'm happy for you, man.
17: No matter what Rumble decides to do next in his life, we know one thing. We're going to miss seeing him doing his thing in the Octagon.
4: No, no, no doubt about that. Rumble Johnson when he rumbles is very exciting. But when you don't rumble and you wrestle with a wrestler, <laughs> what can I say? If you lose, no excuses. He had no excuses. He went out. He retired. More power to him. Now, looking at the upcoming UFC schedule, of course, UFC on Fox. That's going to go down April the 15th. Tax day. Uh, in the main event, Demetrious Johnson, of course, the, the flightweight champion, 125 pounds. He's really the guy, people say, is the pound-for-pound best fighter in all the mixed martial arts. Although... For some reason, I have to take Viagra to watch him to get up. I just, for some reason, it just doesn't, I don't know what it is. I have no idea. I'm not discriminating against a guy in the lighter weights either. It's just something about Demetrius Johnson and me just don't click. Anyway, that's going to be, he's going to defend that title against Wilson Reyes in the main event at 2025. Of course, you will see on Fox. that will probably go about uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time. That'll be on Fox uh, Tax Day, April 15, 2017. Now, Cub Swanson coming back. Very exciting fight, April 22nd. One week later, of course, Fox Sports 1. This is a good fight for Cub Swanson to take on Artem Lobov. Lobov can fight. There's no doubt about it. This is going to go down in Tennessee. But Cub Swanson is one of those guys, I think at featherweight at 145, can make a mark. Can he be the upper, upper echelon? Well, 145 is sort of tough right now because the man I'm about to mention next is the king at 145. No, not Conor McGregor. Jose Aldo. That's right. Jose Aldo. And he's back. He's coming on against, back against, what, Max Holloway. That's going to go down UFC 212 on June the 3rd. This is really like the semi-super fight of the year. It is. I mean, if you're a purist, Max Holloway can fight. He's the uh, the interim champion or champion with an asterisk next to it. Uh, Aldo's the champion with an asterisk next to it. Of course, Aldo lost to Conor McGregor. McGregor gave up both those belts, both that belt and the belt he beat Rafael dos Santos for. Um, So, you know, I mean, he is, I mean, Connor's the real deal, but right now, Connor's not a 145 pound fighter. So, at 145 pounds, we look at the Featherweight division and we see Jose Aldo being the king right there. And of course, Scarface, call him what you want, but you, you know, he got that Scarface name, right? He didn't get cut with a knife or anything like that. He was a kid and his, his face, he fell into a barbecue. Yeah, fell into a barbecue. So, like, the grill made its mark on the side of his face. So, that's why they call him Scarface, in case you didn't know. On the same card, and I expect Aldo to win that fight, although Holloway is up and coming. He's a a capable fighter. He's got good skills, both ground game. He can strike well uh, as well. But I I think that um, Jose Aldo is the guy right here at 145, at least right now. Until he gets beat, he's the guy I'm going to go with at 145. Anderson Silva, the comeback kid. Did you hear that pause there? Anyway, that was intentional. Um, Anderson Silva, of course, the spider, the man that lost to Chris Wyman not once but twice, got his leg broke the second time. And then, of course, got popped for steroids after that. And once a guy gets popped for steroids, you know, got to be suspect forever, right? You have to be. I mean, what do you say? I I cheated to get to where I was in the world of uh, combat sports. And now then I'm not at that level anymore. Is that 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 the reason why? Because I'm not cheating anymore? I mean, was he all about cheating? I don't know. Anderson Silva, of course, the spider, long-time champion, what's he now, almost 40 years old, and the guy's got, if he had any hair, it'd be great. I mean, that's how long he's been around. I mean, come on, he was a strike force. I mean, he goes way, way, way back, way before the USC, way before the USC, of course, and he's done his thing for a long time now, and he was a capable fighter, but he's no longer capable. No, I mean, the drug test, the, the, the questionable fights, that last fight, holy cow, I mean, what were the judges thinking when they gave him that win over Derek Brunson? What were they thinking? I mean, he threw a spinning back kick that missed, and the crowd went, ooh, and ah, and this and that. And of course, the, the uh, USC TV crew, they were ready to write his obituary, and then the uh, the referee raised his hand with the unanimous nod. A unanimous, all three judges thought he won the fight. Yikes, man. That was not cool because he didn't win that fight. Of course, that was a fight over Derek Brunson at 185 pounds. Now. As far as Silva's concerned in his future, yikes, man. I mean, it just doesn't look good for Silva being because he's so old. He's going to take on Luke Rockhold. Luke Rocco's probably not the most uh, dangerous guy in the world as far as, um, you know, maybe the champion's concerned. Like, Yoel Romero is really the world middleweight champion right now. I mean, come on. Michael Bisping? Maybe. Uncrowned champion, Yoel Romero. Of course, Bisping going to take on GSP later in the year. That's a super fight they really want to put together for International Fight Week. In fact, if they could... If think, you know, if they could put, they would like to put two events together, I think, in, in Las Vegas, and they're going to put two or three events together as far as this international fight week is concerned, but two mega events. But when they do that, what they do is they hurt Vegas to an extent because people don't come back for two times, they only come once. So if you hold two mega events at one time, people only come, You see my point? So it sort of hurts the bottom line there in Las Vegas. And you know what? Whether people want to tell you that, uh, the gammy world is flourishing in Las Vegas. It's not. I mean, it's with the the uh, with Macau coming on board. Of course, Macau had a couple of casinos back in the '90s, but now they're like Las Vegas on steroids. Um, with Macau coming on board, they're doing four and five, maybe eight. No, somebody told me eight. One guy guaranteed five. He was a handicapper from Las Vegas, a major hotel. He told me that the people in Macau are doing between five and eight times as much money as Las Vegas in a year. Wow. I mean cuz Asians, you know, they were they they were big time gamblers. They don't have to come over anymore. I mean, why would you want to fly 2000 miles to spend 35,000 bucks when you spend 35,000 bucks at home? Huh? I mean, think about that. Why you know, that's why they made gambling convenient. They've done that here in the US. There's gambling casinos um a couple of miles from where I live. So, I mean, everywhere there's a casino. I don't think it's good. I thought it was better back in the day when When Atlanta, when they came back, when Nevada and uh, uh, New Jersey had casinos, that way people flocked to them. And then, of course, well, they said, you know, you are monopolizing the gambling industry and this and the Indian reservations came into it. was funny about the Indian reservations and gambling was when I worked on a couple of of those reservations, the executives weren't Indian. Coincidence? Perhaps. Anyway, Luke Rockhold, Anderson Silva, that's a coin toss there. I would have to say. Uh, it's going to land on the side of Luke Rockhold, in my opinion. But Silva, at 91 on 100, he could possibly win that fight. Uh, as far as other fighters on the card are concerned, this is coming to you from Rio de Janeiro, of course, the Janus uh, Arena down there, June the 3rd, 2017. beyond be on Fox Sports 1, but no, take it back. This is the pay-per-view card, Aldo and Holloway. So Silva and Rockhold, pretty decent main uh, co-main event. Claudia Gadalia Gada- G- 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 taking on... Carolina Kowalowicz. This is a 115 pound women's bout. We'll call it double K and CG. Anyway, Claudia is a slight favorite here because she's fighting at home, but Carolina is the real deal, and Carolina can fight. Carolina can do it all. Carolina is a monster. So, Claudia's got her hands full. She may lose at home, but it is a toss up fight. No doubt about that. A couple other fights on the card, not worth mentioning. I'm just not all that high on that. Now, when I look at the rest of the UFC schedule for the rest of the year's concern, hmm, doesn't look too hot. It doesn't. UFC 213 announced a co-feature this week. i will talk about July the 8th. That'll be International Fight Week in Las Vegas. A co-feature was announced, and that was T.J. Dillashaw. That's right, the man that beat Renan Barao. Remember Renan Barao, the long-timer or the flash in the pan. Yeah, he was a long-time champion. He was a WEC champion. He came over and won the UFC title at 135 pounds, but he was considered like one of those unbeaten Brazilians. And then T.J. Dillashaw just... Lit him up like the White House Christmas tree and took the title away from him. Of course, DL losing the title after that. But um, uh, he's taking on Kobe Cody Garbrand. Cody Garbrand can really, really fight. He beat Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz was considered a, a bantamweight that wasn't going to lose for a long, long time. One of those guys, unless you kicked him in the knee, because he had like four, four replaced ACLs. Actually, it was three. They uh, had to replace one twice because it, it, his body rejected it. But he's Mr. ACL. Talk about Dominic Cruz, but Cordy Garbrandt—he came out there and he beat Dominic Cruz. Man, I mean, it was—it was like convincing. I was like, mind, I was like, whoa, unanimous, not across the board, and there was no doubt. There it was—it was a fight of the night, but there was no doubt. Of course, this went down just a few months ago, December 2016, UFC 207. But I—I got to give props to Cody Garbrandt. He's the real deal, coming to you out of Sacramento, California, and he comes with us from that same gym that uh, that TJ Dillashaw came from. And of course, that was the TM Alpha male gym, I think, uh, with uh, Uriah Faber. Speaking of Uriah Faber, he's being inducted into USC Hall of Fame. More power to Uriah. When the class acts, no doubt about that. When these guys, that, when you see him on the street, he'll sign autographs for you, take pictures for you. I mean, I've seen. I remember one time his girlfriend's pulling him, "Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go," and you was signing pictures and taking, you know, signing uh, pictures and and autographs for fans. So he's just a class act, and he's being inducted into the um, the uh usc hall of fame will more power to him that's going to go down in international fight week as well but garbrandt is an outstanding fighter no doubt about that and his record indicates that <laughs> he's 11 and 0 11 and 0 25 years old fights out of sacramento california originally out of ohio but he uh no love he has no love for his opponents no doubt about that but he's a dominant guy at 135 after beating cruz how could he not be I mean, you know, Dominic Cruz was like the guy. He was like the... Nobody was going to beat him unless you took out his legs. And people weren't going for his legs for some reason because he boxed so well on his feet, you know, moving around, good side-to-side movement, back and forth. I'm talking about Dominic Cruz, the ex-champion. Now the man that's the champion is going to be co-featuring the Fight Week, uh, International Fight Week, Cody Garbrandt. Cody Garbrandt is a top-ten fighter in my book with only 11 fights, a top-ten fighter, top-ten pound-for-pound in the world, no doubt in my mind. Now, the rest of the schedule not all that hot, man. I mean, you know, they're going to do something with the USC as far as the ultimate fighter, bring back people, call them Redemption or reclamation. you know, bring back some old guys, try to put together an old guy tournament or something like that. But one fight I'm sort of high on, and I'm high anytime time this guy gets in the ring, is Mark Hunt. The slow some Samoan, the some Samoan, call him what you want. He's a monster, man. If he hits you on the chin, it slides out. Of course, he was involved in that steroid controversy, steroid controversy uh, involving Brock Lesnar and the the estrogen blockers that he was uh, caught taking for that July 2016 fight against Hunt. But Mark Hunt, take it on Derek Lewis. Mark Hunt's looking good in this main event. Derek Brunson, the aforementioned Derek Brunson, the guy that got jobbed in that fight against Anderson Silva, take it on Dan Kelly. Now, Dan Kelly's one of those guys who looks like a, he looks like a slob. Now, I, I don't mean that in a really negative way. I mean as far as a, if he was a fighter, he would look like a slob. In other words, he looks he looks like a regular guy, you know, a little pudge on him, a little you know, doesn't look all that cut up, this thing, but he's a bad dude. He's a bad dude. And and Derek Brunson better not overlook or not pack his lunch for Dan Kelly, because Dan Kelly's been upsetting people left and right. In fact, Kelly what has he got? He's got like 13 and one. He's 13 and one. He's not. He's one of those guys that you know. Really, I'm going to fight him. Well, Rashad Evans got beat by him in a split decision. Before that, it was Chris Carmosi. Before that, Antonio Carlos Jr. Before that, Steve Montgomery. He hasn't lost. He lost to Sam Alvey. The only fight that was back at UFC Fight now in TKO back in 2015. So he's undefeated. He's the real deal. We'll see what happens there. Of course, the guy beating Rashad Evans on a split, but I thought he won. This is no doubt about it. Dan Kelly, not the most athletic-looking fighter. I guess that's the word I'm looking for, athletic. He does not look like an athletic. He looks more like an athletic supporter. You know what that is? Think about it. You are tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Don't forget the radio schedule. Ring Talk Live Worldwide, Saturday, 11 a.m. Pacific time for an hour, combining both boxing, MMA, and pro wrestling. Of course, Sunday, two-hour show. Uh, an hour of boxing, an hour of bio, an hour of mixed martial arts, and pro wrestling as well. Of course, two hours of ring talk live worldwide each and every Sunday right here on the Sports Byline broadcast network. This is Ring Talk live worldwide. Hey, you knew that Sports Byline, baby. <laughs>
1: Once more, 800
2: That's 800-797-1256. 800-223-0992. 800-223-0992. That's 800-223-0992.
0: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
16: Don for the America, Pedro. about it. Eh?
4: Yeah, the greatest promoter in the entire world, folks, in the history. I'm talking about Don King. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Travis Brown. More famously known as uh, Ronda Rousey's sperm donor, eighteen and six now with a draw, of course. He was a guy at six foot six, six foot seven, we thought it was really gonna be a dominant heavyweight, but he, he got involved with a boxing coach and, and Ronda Rousey and from that point he, his career just like plummeted. He's lost three fights in a row, he's gonna take on a veteran and in, in Daniel guy I got a hard time saying this guy's name, man, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Uh, Olenek, fifty one and ten. Okay, we'll see what happens with Mr. Olenek. Oli Sik at USC 213, of course, underneath Dillashaw and Cody Garver at The main event still not etched in Stone, but I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be GSP and Michael Bisping. You are tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Stay tuned for hour number two, uh, an encore of hour number one with the great Nick Charles right here on Sports Byline. So next time, great producer Sky Cuddy. Thank you all. Until next time, peace, love, and respect. This is Ring Talk. <laughs>